This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, SliceOnBroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. Hey guys, it is the awesome cast. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter. Ready to talk tech Get geeky here in the Mayhem Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA. With me from Studio C in the Big D, Dormont, is John Chinchilla. <laughs> the Big D. The Big D. Studio C in the Big D. I like it. He's a gadget guru with Big Bank International Incorporated Esquire. So he has all the hands-on knowledge on all those gadgets out there. Yes, yes. Uh, you know what? I, I actually ordered one, and it's my it's my awesome thing of the week today. Oh, no. So we'll be, we'll be covering some new gadget tech that hopefully for the next show I'll actually have. I I just looked at this and yeah, yeah, we'll completely completely be using that at full throttle on our <laughs> 720 video. You will get to that. And now, of course, I'm Mike Sorg. I'm a uh, video producer here in the Pittsburgh area with Sidekick Media Services and Sorgatron Media, proprietor of these fine, fine podcasts. You can check out sorgatronmedia.com. You can check out this show at awesomecast.net. And uh, actually, we might be getting doc. Well, we have dot com, but we may actually possess dot com soon. Um, but but anyways, uh, but go check it out there. Awesomecast.net. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, or video versions on the Awesomecast Facebook and YouTube page. And keep an eye on the Facebook page because that's usually where we're doing our our, our uh, live streams and everything like that for this show and any interviews where it applies that may come up in the coming weeks. So keep an eye on that events. Let you know when the shows are. If we're moving shows we actually got an interesting scheduling thing happening in march where we might be doing a sunday version of the awesome cast so if you can't join us or if you're a a, a prospective guest that has never been able to be available on a tuesday this is the time to pop up maybe we'll do something special since we're moving it uh, around something like that we're 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 gonna we're gonna tell you the awesome things of two days hence early that week uh but so you can check us out at awesomecast on the twitter you can see our uh live streaming on riversedgepgh.com currently thursdays 8 a.m after funny money but very soon those are going to be a sunday or on the weekends i know and also um either way check out the schedule there riversedgepgh.com for the update on that also, please support the show, patreon.com slash awesomecast. Uh, we have been doing a lot of work around that uh, to update that. Thank you so much to our our supporters, our two supporters, of course, from the Coffee Club, the $5 level. It's the, all the gold content, which is me complaining about Drobo so far, and the state of the show. Uh, Matt Weller has that over there. Uh, Matt underscore Weller, one T on the Twitters. And, of course, down at the fan of the show level, thank you so much to Mike Fedor, uh, Mike Fedor show on the Twitter as well for supporting the show. Big big fans of our fans <laughs> that join us on the show uh thank you so much to those guys for supporting us and uh getting behind the show i want to talk about drones first i think it's appropriate uh, considering everything going on uh from the super bowl this past weekend and obviously the most important thing is drones um uh, uh, chilla i you you uh, have you watched this thing called the super bowl the, the sports ball thing the sports ball bowl thing 
The, yeah, I saw. I saw. I saw some of the commercials. Um, <laughs> oh, the important part. I got you. And I, I saw the halftime show, mm-hmm. and um, I got entered in a uh, a pool, and I won four hundred and fifty dollars. Hmm. So, so yeah. All in all, yes, I did watch. I did watch portions. I wouldn't say I watched a large amount of the game, but I did catch a lot of the commercials. I was. Uh, I actually went back and watched some of the commercials that were shortened up for for TV. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I definitely watched the uh, the halftime show. Well, the biggest, one of the biggest, and this was, you know, this wasn't something that happened live over the stadium. And there's a really good dis- uh, discussion because, hey, it's not really easy to get clearance to, to fly a drone over uh, 80,000 people in a stadium, let alone 300 of them like they had. Now, this was really tripping me out when I was watching it. So, so for those that didn't catch it, Five of you out there. Uh, at the beginning of the Lady Gaga um, halftime show, she was on top of the stadium singing uh, with with this light up stuff happening behind her. I'm watching this. I'm literally watching this, trying to figure out how they did it and how they faked the stuff behind her because nothing seemed real to me. Right. And plus, we're, we're talking the halftime show. Right. And, and I remember when there was all those Michael Jacksons around the stadium that one time when he did the halftime show. And, but but still, like, I'm like, do they have a video screen? And then she jumps off and then para, and then para uh, jumps into the, the stadium, which, of course, we do know now that this was actually pre-recorded several days in advance, partly due to weather, partly because, um, you know, unforeseen consequences of of flying again 300 drones over 80,000 people and the regulations uh that uh, that you'd have to go through for that um but this is a part of a, a system they they also did um 500 synchronized drones flying in Sydney and i believe i was reading this also has been a part of a, a Disney show as well so it's a it, again, they, as they were very, very big to tell you during the show, uh, brought to you by Intel, Intel technology and all that kinds of stuff. But they were all synchronized and to the point where when they did the show for Disney, um, they would check. Here we go. Just before showtime um, on here, it says the computer checks the battery level and GPS signal strength of each drone and assigns roles accordingly. So if maybe if it's a less less battery uh, 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 strength, then then maybe it, it won't spend the energy to go to the high point in in the uh, um, performance, I guess. Right? Uh, this is really cool, and, and one of the, uh, really interesting. I didn't know they were doing this the first time. I think a lot of people are going to be exposed to this kind of thing um, of these uh, kind of mass synchronized um, drone shows that are apparently just propping up all over the place in Disney Sydney, uh, at least in the higher end kind of performance areas um, like that. Um, I don't know. What did, what did you think about how it looked there? Chilla? I, I, th- I thought it looked pretty good. I was pretty impressed with the, the whole, the whole thing. It, it kind of struck me as kind of like a firework looking type thing. And I thought to myself, Hmm, this is interesting. We could reuse this versus fireworks just burn up and we have to make more. So I'm sure over the long term, this is, this is can be cheaper. Um, but I, I was pretty impressed with, with how it looked and I'd be interested to see, did they do any cinema magic since it was kind of put into the show? Did they did they touch up anything after the fact to make it look better than it did if you were actually sitting there watching it? I'll get back to that question. Producer in- Missy, who I failed yes. to introduce <laughs> at the top of the show, still is with us. Sorry. Um, 
I, I just want to touch base. Shelly, you, you mentioned about the how did it look after effect type of stuff. I think it would be kind of interesting because different points of view and perspective throughout the stadium. So, you know, it probably looked different from somebody sitting up in the nosebleeds versus somebody but sitting down But they didn't get below. to see it. Oh. They, because this was this was filmed yeah, before. That's before. right. So, no, nobody in the stadium got to see it. Interesting. Okay. I'm sure they probably showed it up on like a Jumbotron yeah. or something, I would, I would guess. <clears throat> but I am, I am interested to see, you know, did they darken it up or did they kind of oversaturate the lighting to, to really make it shine in, in post versus how it looked in person? Mm-hmm. Now, the, the other question that I had was, and this is, this is probably dealing with my, my background as a legal professional, the drones versus fireworks. Uh, obviously, there are fireworks accidents reported year to year when people are talking about different things that they're doing with fire and all that fun jazz. Right. So what would the implications be if one of the drones or a number of the drones lost their programming and just like spiraled to earth? Probably not as bad as if it was a, a firework situation. I Balls think. of flame. Balls <laughs> of flame. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know how heavy those drones are, so I'm I'm guessing you're probably better off getting hit with a incoming drone than a than a ball of fire, unless the drone catches fire as it plummets. <laughs> okay, because that was going to be the next uh, <laughs> a gas powered drone by chance, <laughs> like flaming balls of fire hurtling toward the earth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did they see? Did, did they say, because I didn't, I, I only read a, a handful of articles that talk about it being pre-recorded. Um, did they use drones to film the drones? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware okay. of. The one thing that did surprise me too in the, in the one, the one video clip I, that they showed where it was kind of like someone was catching them down and then they were showing the background and they showed the guys at the laptops. I was surprised and, make a play with like surface devices because they're the big they're the big device of the NFL. So I was surprised to not see the Microsoft Surface being used to control all the drones like they kind of implicated the the handful of laptops that were there. And I think it, it it's got to be these these almost certainly have to be kind of more coordinated with something a little more powerful. So I think it's it's more like there's some technology sitting in a truck somewhere, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's at least how I think it, w- it would roll. Um, I didn't see any indication in the articles that I was reading about that. So, But still. Um, awesome. So drone shows are probably going to be pretty big. So we'll see. You can... You can fire those up in in indoor stadiums. That's true. In, in a lot more lot more places. That's yeah. why I think it could. I would think we would see these pop up a lot more from not just the safety, but they can be used almost. I would think anywhere. Chilla, mm-hmm. tell us about. Nope, that's not yours. How about this 4K <laughs> webcam? What? So. so and I've been I've been waiting for this device to come out because I heard about it and it was supposed to be released and, and, in early uh, December. Doug, Doug Durda, pay attention to this because I think you were working on something that this is going to be uh, helpful for. 
So Logitech announced today their 4K Ultra HD webcam, and they've up, updated their right light technology to up right light three with HDR. Mm. Um, the device is called the Brio, um, and from a t- from a tech perspective, I was pretty impressed with it. <clears throat> Not only is it a, a 4K uh, webcam, but it has some additional pieces that make it Windows Hello um, compatible. Has infrared facial recognition. Like I said, it does do HDR. Also, with with some of their additional software, um, they have an a, they have an ability to reset the field of view. So the default's ninety degree field of view, which is pretty wide. Um, and then you can you can actually shape that down to seventy eight degrees or sixty five degrees. It does pack a five x digital zoom. I'm guessing the digital zoom is not going to be as bad as what we would think primarily due to the 4k sensor so if you if you if, if you start to zoom and crop like we've seen before with 4k when you, and you get into the the, the 1080p and 7 720p range that 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 5x zoom isn't probably going to look that bad because the the sensor is bringing in the resolution's 4096 by 2160 at 30 frames per second can also get a buttery smooth 60 frames per second at 1080p or actually 90 frames per second at 720p um the one of the things that also caught my eye about it was and then I, I talked to someone from logitech about this device specifically was around their background replacement and and they were kind of stating that while they had done background replacement on one of their consumer gaming type devices that the I was kind of told, well, just wait for the more business pro device that's coming out, and it's this one, um, to really take advantage of the background replacement. So I'm I'm, I'm interested to see how this works. It also uh, I'm interested to see what what it does from an encoding perspective and and technology perspective because it does require Windows 8, Windows 10, or Mac 10.10 for, and it works on Chromebook. Um, to do the 4K, seven Windows Seven is is stuck at 1080p, but it also works on a 2.4 gigahertz Core Do Core Two Duo processor. So if you think about how old those are, that's like the white plastic MacBook <laughs> for that for that type of spec and a two gig of memory. Now, one of the things that Logitech did over the last couple of years. Um, was that they started to move some of the encoding onto a chip on the device. It's not called out on this device, but I'm guessing they're they're using that same technology, which then makes it much more achievable on, on an older machine. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the other thing that I thought was interesting is it's using it's using the, the type A looks like USB C on it. Um, so pretty neat. And it, it will it will actually leverage USB three if you have that on your device. It, it does have your typical um, what's the mount for it? The tripod mount, like the little screw, which they've been adding to a lot of their webcams over time. I'm sure they realize that a lot of people are mounting those on the the tripod, and then it does have a clip that you can use along with it. I, fi- I find it kind of funny, but there's an external privacy shutter. So if you're nervous about, <laughs> if you're nervous about people watching you and the light not lighting up, it does have a kind of shutter that you can cover up the, the, the screen with. I actually like the fact kind of that they actually do that in a way, because I've seen a lot of people put like a post-it note 
or a piece of tape over it, and it ends up mucking up the glass. This this is actually has a glass um, piece over it, but whether it's glass or plastic, that the residue from a from a post-it note or tape often gets stuck on the the camera, and then everyone wonders why they look all washed out or fuzzy or out of focus, and it's because they have sticky goo all over their camera. Absolutely. And this is, a, um, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, we, we use a lot of Logitech cameras here in the studio. I mean, that's uh, because our, our full on full camera kind of went put on us a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's that's what I'm using right now for this or what you guys over on the couch and stuff. And, and I, I'm wondering if this would be something for somebody doing uh, video show kind of stuff. Uh, it, it would fit for them. Obviously, they're kind of aiming at a bit of that um, um, in in personal use and 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 connecting for calls and everything like that and again 4k i don't know if you're going to see a lot of 4k but then again if you're recording just something for your computer to for your little webcam show of sorts on on uh youtube um not the other kind or if you're doing the other kind of webcam show i'm sure that applies too but uh but still like you get a lot of high quality uh um action in there it's all only two hundred dollars, which um considering all the stuff that it does, I think is not a bad price. Um I, I'm very familiar with using the uh like the nine twenty series, which is uh was about an eighty ninety dollar webcam. Now it's it's um in about uh sixty two dollars on Amazon. Uh so I, I I think I think this is a nice one. I don't know that a lot of people need anything like this, but but that that's you you probably have more uses in your environment than anything. I have some uses for it. The, the the concept of being able to zoom with without losing some resolution is nice. Yeah, that's that's where the 4K comes in because then it's like, well, we're obviously going to do like a 720 probably connection, like we even do for this show. So if people are just moving around and we can face track a little bit, kind of like that Movo camera movie movie. Mm-hmm. I don't Me, know. I they, think they, Mevo. They change. The movie Mevo, um, they they change their name so much. I, I don't I don't remember what it is. Um, the one live stream does. Um, yeah. Hi Max Hope that we talked to last year. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways, but no no, no yeah, it, and that's a really good good option for that. So the, the other thing I'm interested in too is that the, the background replacement that they did on their their consumer version was Windows only, mm-hmm. and they actually already have the background replacement plugin out for Mac OS. So I'm interested to see where they really take this. It I'm guessing from some of the stuff I've heard, they're really going to try to make a play on this and continue to to bring in feature functionality based on feedback. So, so I'm I'm, I'm hoping it does gain traction and and they start to really bring in additional technology that kind of gets layered from a software level on top of this. Certainly. Well, in the meantime, I want to throw a shout out to our good friend supporting Pittsburgh pack, podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Our buddies over at Slice on Broadway. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com. Um, they've been, uh, like I said, supporting us for a while. And for uh, people getting in studio, we got a few guests coming in here tonight for Wrestling Mayhem Show, for instance. And there's been a lot of people kind of filling out. And of course, we had to rearrange the entire place, so there's more room for all the people to, to consume pizza and be part of the show. And uh, thank you, Slice on Broadway, for supporting us. They also... <laughs> <laughs> they also uh, uh it was uh, I, I, I let a challenge out there that the super bowl was part of the pizza corporate complex and make sure you support your local pizza joint whether it be slice on broadway if it's local enough for you or wherever uh but uh they de- and we definitely partook in that what do we have ste- cheese steak pizza this week 
Yeah, we we had a Philly cheesesteak pizza. Oh, I'm getting hungry again. And it was amazing. So, like, they have the perfect pepperoni pizza that we get in studio each week. But their specialty pizzas are phenomenal. Amazing. So make it a point to stop in, tell them that we sent you, that, that you heard about it on this amazing podcast, and tell them that you want one of their specialty pizzas. The Slaughterhouse Five is the only way to go. Hey, mm. Slaughterhouse Five is good, <laughs> but their buffalo chicken, I'm I'm a huge fan of the buffalo chicken, but seriously, the Philly cheesesteak pizza that we got for the Super Bowl was phenomenal. Pick it up, check it out. Uh, SliceOnBroadway.com, PJ's underscore Slice on the Twitter, or Slice on Broadway on the Instagram or Facebook. Let them know the awesome cast sent you. Thank you so much to them. All right, let's get back into the techie things. Shall we? Uh, we have a couple of things from our our Missy. Missy, wait a minute, Missy. Missy has an awesome thing. Yeah, I was going to say we're missing one because I, I, I'm glad that mine wasn't the most expensive thing on the list. Oh no! Oh no! So <laughs> there was there was a, a last minute change up in, in the lineup for the show. So part of part of my hat, I will put on the the I'll take off the producer Missy hat. And I'll put on the show attendee hat, Missy. So um, yes. We've had in-home brewing for um, beer and different things like that. You, you, can, you can get your little craft beer kit and, and brew your own craft beer at home. Now, there is a Keurig for hard ciders. So essentially, it's a device similar to a Keurig that makes coffee, but it makes hard cider. You put in the fruit, it does this little fermentation process, and you get delicious, tasty alcoholic beverage adult beverages after the fact um so it it is the alchema for all of us to to drink by our pole like these ones are doing so <laughs> the al- al- alchema alchema yes seems right um, seems right yeah so i saw this actually on facebook and i was like ooh i really like this idea what is this so i wound up in this like internet trying to find what this was and exactly what it was and i came upon the the company that, that does it and of course it has made my awesome thing of the week because it sounds pretty phenomenal there you go hey, so you I'm, see- I'm a huge i'm a huge fan of cider and i really like this idea one of the things that i was wondering and i can't at a glance on the site how long does it take to make cider i couldn't really find that either and then my my own response as kind of a foodie and a, an at-home chef type of person, it might differ based on what you're doing. Like they're mm-hmm. showing pumpkin, they're showing berry, they're showing, you know, Wait, apple. pumpkin? Was there pumpkin in there? Yeah. And pomegranate. Pomegranate, what? different things. So there's probably a different breakdown for whatever key ingredients there are. So that might be why I didn't put a, a time cycle on it because it might be dependent on how much natural – like uh, sugar and stuff is within whatever you're you're using to make it, but we'll definitely be checking it out. And will we be? And pre-order. I hope so. <laughs> yes. And the awesome cast parties. And this. And is- it's Sorg. You have to get it. It's Bluetooth four O and Wi Fi. Yes. <laughs> Do I even have a, a Bluetooth four O device on me? I mean, like this, I'm short. I'm six- short. Toned. I mean, if you still have. If you don't have Bluetooth 4 on know, your device, I'm sure you can still connect to it, but it's pretty, pretty darn cool. Man, man. 
I'm already bathed in Bluetooth in my car. Uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, you can pre-order right now for $429. Wait, so you're saying that we could start this from our car? I don't. What? Or can we start the car from this? Yes. I think you can. <clears throat> so I think you can monitor. Yeah. The whole thing, like, because in the one thing, the monitoring shows you, like, it's 80% done. There's two days left. It's currently at 5% alcohol content. Mm-hmm. Um, the current weight's 100 ounces. It shows air pressure, temperature. So I'm guessing at any point in time, you can you can monitor what its progress is, and it's supposed to notify you when it's done. But I, I kind of like how they wrapped the, the social aspect around it, because you can... You can actually come up and share your own recipes. There's a there's a global community that's built in. It's all app driven. Oh yeah, um, and, and that was one of the things that I liked about it as well. Is uh, again, we have a lot of friends who do the the home brewing, and when they were starting with their home brewing process, you would see on Twitter, "Hey, I'm trying this new recipe, and this is what's happening with it." did I do something wrong? How do I fix it? And it was kind of self-contained within, you know, a a Twitter conversation or a Facebook conversation. This puts it pretty much in the app. And again, as an at-home baker, that's usually one of the things that I do is, especially Twitter, I'll have friends ask, okay, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. What is my conversion rate in order to make it work for this recipe? So it's nice to have that within, within the app. So it's like drinking, the app is also a social feature for the device. <laughs> there you go. There it's, you it's, go. So I found I found on the website it does it takes depending on the recipe you're right it take it can take from one to two weeks to complete the the batch of cider. Mm-hmm. So wait weeks? Yeah, weeks. Fermentation process. Yeah, you're, you you don't you don't plug it in and pour in ten minutes. It's not like it's no, not no, like no no no. I mean, which is like the Pico brew, which we talked about uh, for 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 uh, beer, right? That that it's like no, this isn't a thing. Like when we say Keurig, it's not no, it's put in a thing. It, it, yeah, it's more involved in the process, right? Uh, you know, it, it's 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 still a thing that needs to sit there. I mean, it's like making bread. Can we just say it's more like a bread maker for wine and beer? Does that does, does that seem more a Wi-Fi enabled bread maker? Is there a Wi-Fi enabled bread maker? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we've gotten to that point by now, right? Yes. Uh, so no, absolutely. Um, other things that look like other things. Um, missing you. You shared this one thing from ThinkGeek yes. that is um, uh, apparently a R2D2 USB charging hub. No, no, I don't want to sign up for your newsletter, ThinkGeek. Thank you. <laughs> uh, like I kind of do, but I stopped because I want to buy stuff yes. like this. I. I find myself on the internet frequently just scrolling through different things while I, I'm researching or, or working on projects. Yes. Producer Missy of the internet. Yes. And then I see fun things like this R2-D2 charger. And I look at it and say, I must have this. And I, of course, have to share it over to our, our Facebook page, which is where we get the topics that we talk about for, for the show. So, yes, this is definitely my contribution because OMG, look at it. So it's a charger battery, correct? It's a charging hub. Yeah, it's, it's a charging hub, and it's. Our but it can also run as a. It can also it looks like it can also run as a regular hub as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely multifunctional, much like R two D two himself is, and it does a little bleeps and bloops, and it does the the little movements with the nice. you know head swivel thing, and it's just it's every week's <laughs> true 
dream, or at least it's mine. Awesome. I can't I can't write it off as a gift for Christopher because it's not intended for child children under three. <laughs> nope. Uh, Sixty dollars on uh, ThinkGeek if you want to check that out. Thanks, Missy. All right. Uh, what else we got on here? Uh, Ch- uh, Chilla, what uh, stories from the week have uh, kind of stuck out for you? Um, so one of the things that, that I thought was interesting, and it's the why, did, why didn't Amazon think of this? So uh, on, to, to continue the Logitech kick, um, Logitech came out with kind of an in-car mount called Zero Touch. Um, and they actually have a companion app that goes along with it. If you've ever loaded up the Android Auto app on your Android device, which, Sorg, if you haven't, I would urge you to take the Galaxy S6 and just try it. Um, it kind of takes the whole UI and makes it extremely touch-friendly, somewhat voice-powered, um, and adds on a lot of additional capability. Um, but it's meant for it's meant to be used while driving. Logitech came up with a whole car mount system with a companion app that does kind of the same thing. Um, this is an Android only because obviously it has to kind of reskin the device while it's running. But it can control music, it can send texts, it can set destinations on the move. Um, the majority of things are, are voice controlled. One of the things they, they added on to their app is, is that they built an Amazon Alexa um, to the device so I thought, it, I thought it was a pretty cool way of doing it because one of the things that I realize is when there's more people around the house, I'm still likely to use, and I'll just say her, um, to do things like turn on a light, turn off the TV, set a timer, um, things like of that nature. Um, but when there's more people around, I'm less likely to ask her for you know, my flash briefing or sports scores or have more of that conversational type thing. Typically when I'm in the car, I'm alone. So I would probably interact with this in the car more often because I am alone and it would just give me kind of a hands-free way to, to get a bunch of news, to get a bunch of information. I know a lot of people that are using Alexa for RSS feeds. Um, Obviously, with any of the the, um, the additional tool sets, if you see something or you forgot to purchase something, you can order things. You can get your next pizza, pizza off of there, um, things of that nature. So I thought it was a pretty cool um, concept, and, and I'm glad to see that they that Logitech added it into their tool set. I'm just surprised that Amazon themselves doesn't have some kind of app that does all of the the Lexa type stuff in addition to more of a auto driving type UI. Hmm. Well, it, it definitely makes sense. I'm also, I'm downloading, uh, I am definitely downloading the, um, no, that's OnStar. That's not the one I'm downloading. Uh, Android Auto under that success. Uh, so, so we'll, we'll check that out too. But, um, but no, it makes sense that, because I think my biggest thing with, with, with the Echo is it's it's there in the house and I, I mean I was this close to picking up a dot the other day because <laughs> I'm like it's only fifty bucks in a second generation why not right but again it's like well, where am I gonna put this that I'm gonna be all the time that it makes sense right and again you just mm-hmm. go into I'm gonna put it everywhere but then I have an app on my phone then um I I kind of technically have it on my Fire TV but I don't have the right remote to use it right so so 
where where does it fit in something like that i i like to see that there's there's some more kind of options popping up like this so meanwhile android audio auto i'm kind of curious about this i wish i had a connection for so so i can just straight up use this without having the the head unit basically right yes so it's everything that you would get on a head unit mm-hmm built into the app so obviously you're stuck with whatever screen size you have yeah um, but yeah it works just the same and then it I, i've actually played around with it by wi-fi sharing off of my iphone to the to the android device so this is something this is something i if it's compatible i'd love to throw something like this on the uh, nexus 7 that's getting yep. a lot less use and exactly and, and again i can i can tether it to my phone when I whenever I enter uh, mm-hmm. the car and 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 have a nice a really nice setup going on yep. there. Also, maybe a second screen when I'm a uh, dual uh, Uber and and lifting. Uh, <laughs> so um, that might, that might be nice as well. And I've heard of that about people having completely separate. Um, um, somebody was telling me about that, having completely separate phones for the navigation versus the Uber app for some reason too that's a smart idea because I know you were talking in a previous episode about how difficult it is for you. Like the, the bog down of resources. Yeah. It just seems like ways takes forever to figure out where it's at. Yeah. Because you you have ways running, you have any other locational device running in the background. Mm-hmm. So of course I think it might be a better you know, option. Like the Walmart app. All that other stuff that wants to track you all the time. Yeah, exactly. Target knows that you're like within a proximity of target and they're like, you need to come in, you need to get this. Um, so yeah, I, I think it would be a pretty decent option and I understand why people would do that. Why haven't you done that? Because I need to buy another mount for one thing <laughs> and it's something else to worry about. So, and, and I, and I like having an extra screen by the bedside whenever I want to watch Netflix at night. Um, you know, so, um, like Voltron last night, but anyways, <laughs> so hope that didn't wake you up. Uh, but anyways, uh, no, no, I think, um, um, no, that's really cool. That's really cool. It's more options. Um, and it's checking and downloading updates apparently right now. So we'll see how that goes. Um, from there, what else have we got going on here? Um, from stories, oh, we had a lot. We had a lot going on here. Nintendo, I missed Nintendo's first ad. For the Super I, didn't, Bowl. I didn't see that one either. You didn't see it either? I, 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 I missed it. Um, but I, I missed like the first half hour as well. Uh, but Hey, the switch got a super bowl ad. I haven't watched it yet, but, uh, good on them <laughs> for getting that. Uh, let's see. Boston dynamics robot. Well, is now in our nightmares again because they can't get less creepier. They have to go the other way. And this is a leak too. This is a leak. This is the, 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 the robot on wheels, um, that has perfect balance. And, uh, you know, can, uh, you know, pop upstairs, I guess, uh, uh, too. Um, so the robots are coming along and they're beating us at poker in AI. This comes together. You're going to have a wheeled robot that can beat you at p- poker. They need, to, they need to let people like kind of download the schematics and, and make your, make your own and race them. <laughs> exactly. This is going to be the next thing. So I do the work with, with SAE, with formula and Baja, where they build the cars and race them. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, can we get this? I guess I'm really thinking of collegiate battle bots in a long run, right? So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it, it has to be. Or even just race them or something or an all-terrain yeah, you kind have of to, thing. You have, to, you have to program them with AI so you don't remote control them. 
mm-hmm. and they don't have the layout of the track to begin with. And then you then you have to build the robot to to be the fastest one too. See, I think you have a, you have a whole new a whole new sport. Isn't this how we get Skynet? It all started all with this, a race. All of this is how we get Skynet. Come on, I mean, this is all we. This is all leading to to this going down, right? So, so let's be honest here. Um, YouTube live streaming rolling out. What what's wait what what's so, YouTube doing? So they're they're they didn't have some of the mobile live streaming. Oh yeah, like, yeah. No, they haven't had that yet. Yeah, like like Facebook does. So it's their kind of hey, me too answer to Facebook's live stream for mobile. Way to sit um, on that YouTube. It's a little too late, isn't it? Yeah, I was I was surprised to see that. So they rolled it out to a handful of people and they're going to end up offering it. And this is what I didn't understand. They're going to offer it to anyone with over 10,000 subscribers to the YouTube channel. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of, that's how they do it. Like there's still features that I can't get because I don't have a thousand subscribers on certain YouTube channels. Right. And, yeah, but- and, and, it's in, and the, when they started Facebook live, it was for like verified users. Which they don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they have that on, on Google in, in the same vein, uh, especially since Google Plus didn't work out too well. Uh, so, so no, this is like their, we want X amount of people that will definitely have interest. You know, they won't, they don't want like, like Periscope where I don't have anything but following me on Twitter, but I'm using bandwidth and your servers to, to, to record my, my dog, you know, my dog's feet or something. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of that kind of thing. I, I'm sure this is one of those things that will drop off. Um, you know, yeah, it looks like it says over time, the rest of you will have it soon. Yeah. Um, so so it will sooner or later. But I, I feel like I feel like the big failure here is um, and this is a problem I've had with YouTube for a while is I can put stuff out on YouTube, but I don't think people it doesn't have a social network wrapped around it. Again, thank you, Google Plus. But whereas Facebook, I, we're already connected to the audience, right? We're already integrated in what a lot of people are doing. So so it attracts more people that way. And, and I think does a better job than a lot of other things. Like like Twitter, Twitter and Periscope has this too. And I think has a bigger advantage than what YouTube does. What happens when I go live on YouTube? Everybody that follows me on YouTube has it. And I think as far as... I'm always trying to figure out how can most people find us when we're doing a thing. And that keeps going back to Facebook when I do the math. So oh, I'm sure. I mean, cause, cause it's, I, I, and I think Facebook does a better time of surfacing that to the top. Yeah. Even, even with, uh, even with Instagram's live stuff, they do a better job of surfacing it than, than any of the other companies. They're pushing it Twitter, in your face. There's a tab that says, says, hey, anybody that's on right now and happens to follow us on Twitter, there's a tab on your phone. And let me see if it even does this here. Um, and you'll see, hey, Awesome Cast is live. It's it's right there at the top of my, my thing. Um, any of you out there can look at it and say, hey, Awesome Cast is live. And, 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 and you'll get that. And then here we are. Um, again, it surfaces that way better than I think YouTube does. It does it in the YouTube ecosystem, but again, I feel like there's certain things and certain contents that 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 play towards YouTube, and then and then the rest of us making other kinds of things are kind of left to our own devices, right? 
the biggest difference between it is Facebook is a social media platform right. before it's a video platform. And, and I think at a certain point, yeah, you, you have to concentrate on YouTube as the platform, but I'm not, I don't feel like my stuff needs to dedicate to YouTube as a platform and be dedicated to that. Like, like some bloggers do, right? They're like, we, we make stuff for YouTube and that's how we make our money. Then something happens and they can't be on there anymore. Right. And that's, that's kind of my, my thing for that. But, but other than that, I think it's me too. I, I feel like they, unless they got something really great to deliver with this product, it's like, Hey, here's that thing you've been doing on Twitter and Facebook, but now we can do it too. Right. Yeah. And, and I feel like YouTube does a really good job of figuring, looking at what you've viewed and maybe they'll tie this in mm-hmm. where I don't think Facebook does this. YouTube does a really good job of figuring out, Hey, you watched this, this, and this. So here's, 180 other things you would probably like watching and you can kind of go down that rabbit hole. Um, whereas Facebook, it's kind of like, Oh, I know this person. I'm going to check out what they're doing live. Um, and maybe they'll figure out some way of doing it where, Hey, you like this, this, and this, and this person's live right now. Um, and do, do a better job of surfacing that through curation as well as potentially surfacing it through notification. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's they need it. They need it to, just to compete. I'm sure, but but still, um, I'm also waiting. Interesting for, is if they it, it'd be interesting if they could tie in some TV channels or some news, even if it was something as mundane as the Weather Channel or CNN or or something along those lines. <clears throat> that, to, Stream 24 hours a day and just make that live. From the chat, Wills is in there and saying that Facebook Live works better for wrestling and every uh, everything entertainment business. Um, uh, yeah, I, I went that because again, you you've cultivated this collect this collection of people to to just be informed on your thing, and YouTube's like, hey, be informed on our thing on just video. We get to package it all together of images, video, and everything like that, right? Um, and, and it does. I, I know. I know. Wheels. You know, he works with those. Oh no, he works with the Renegade Wrestling Alliance here, and they've been playing with Facebook Live and just Facebook Live from their phones during the shows, and they've been seeing some incredible success with with getting eyeballs that way. Um, and and also we've changed the strategy on their YouTube page as well to help get different kinds of eyeballs there. And there's also kind of like. Putting different kinds of video on different platforms makes a lot of sense too, right? Like something like the awesome tips thing that we do here makes more sense on actually both YouTube and Facebook because it's digestible and shareable. And whereas, you know, great on Facebook because it's shareable and it'll get around and get eyeballs and then become more shareable because it's short and people see the majority of it because we do like, what was that, a minute when we did that? Um, YouTube now becomes searchable. So again, that evergreen content works better on YouTube, I think, if you can draw them people back down to it and it becomes searchable and everything like that. And then YouTube uh, Facebook is the now. You know, Facebook is the most recent stuff and and still shareable. But again, they they just have been doing it a lot better with it and and I think have become synonymous with live right now. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think that this is me working around the ideas in my head. Yeah. And I'm trying to do the same thing. YouTube as a platform for video has a longevity as a video platform. Yeah. You you can go in, you can look at the videos. It makes recommendations based on the stuff that you, you like and you, 
listen or you watch in general, uh, it lets you know if uh, something that you're following is is live or, you know, if, if they have something that's you'd be interested in. Facebook is more of a social media platform. In the blink of an eye, the stuff is going to be gone or it's going to be buried within post after post after post after post. Right. So I, I think that YouTube has that longevity purpose versus the instantaneous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that. I definitely see that. Um, so it kind of depends on what your goals are, right? Exactly. So, And it doesn't hurt to use both options if it makes no, sense. No, no, absolutely. If, if I had the bandwidth and computer power to do it here, and I have done this on other things when we, we brought back basic ergonomics a couple of weeks ago, I was not recording locally. It was, it was an experiment to say, hey, let's send to Facebook and YouTube, and that's how we do it. It doesn't go local. I have the because I I could basically only do two things at a time with the setup that we have right now. Uh, Ideally, I want it to be I want the ability that we can record locally and stream to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. To be honest, that's that's a a product goal for 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 everything because I'd love this to be on YouTube just as much. And let's see where how many we get on both, right? Um, But I think from the things we've seen, it does happen more on Facebook. Because we are still doing lives via Hangout over on Wrestling Mayhem Show. And we see more response when we do lives here on Facebook than we do on YouTube. And again, it's the difference between a social platform and a video platform. The social platform is built in. I get a notification when somebody goes live. Like it pops up. And you do on YouTube too. If you have a YouTube app or you have email notifications on for something you subscribe to, you do get that. Exactly. So, so I mean, you've got that as an option, but generally speaking, my network on Facebook is far, far more spread and and diverse and larger. It's been worked at for a little bit longer. Exactly. (laughs) Because they, they added the video to a social media platform instead of trying to add a social media platform to a video platform. Right. I think I think YouTube's trying to re- reverse engineer it in the wrong direction. I don't know if this helps though, because I happen to pull up uh, Facebook um, on on my iPad here, and all I'm seeing is the blank shot of the couch with John Chichilla's name in front of it. I don't know why <laughs> why it's pulling that part of the video, but but there you go. I hope it refreshes if I actually click on it, and it does. There's Missy. Uh, anyways, uh, hello, but uh, and what's up? Doug Durda yelling Gonzo pizza earlier in the chat. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he was excited about that one. Yeah, I love yes. the Gonzo. Oh, jeez. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, anyways, what the heck was I going to talk about again? Hey, Chilla, have you yes. seen the latest innovations in Pokemon technology? I have not. What are they? Apparently, somebody made an entire Pokemon game as playable inside minecraft we've seen people doing programming before we've seen people like making calculators but somebody made pokemon that loads basically in minecraft so if you like your pokemon boxy and unlicensed (laughs) this is where you get to do it so um and it's uh you know there's some special buttons at the bottom for for Pokemons and everything, Pokeballs and everything like that. But like the menus pop up, like pretty much like you do, it turns into an RPG kind of situation and you get to catch Pokemons. Let's see. There you are. And, and it, fight. It, took, it took 
31 months to build this. Wow. This is pretty impressive. So um, it's called micro, um, Pokemon. Hold on. Pokemon. Um, Cobalt, Cobalt and Amethyst. Yeah. Cobalt and Amethyst. It is. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find who, who did this entirely. <laughs> but it's uh, one. I ho- I'm hoping po- Phoenix SC is uh, is uh, an estimate who has released it. So uh, go check that out. We got the article in the notes uh, from Engadget, some uh, play videos in there. I think that's pretty cool. Next uh, uh, innovation, they said, of Pokemon technology and Minecraft. So there you go. It'd be, it'd be interesting if they actually made like a whole, they took Minecraft and made maps of cities and made it like Pokemon Go. Yeah, Where you could walk around and all the gyms were in there and all that kind of stuff. That'd be neat. Do they do that? Just like build cities in, in Minecraft? I feel like that's like geographically semi-accurate cities. Like I feel like that's something somebody would be doing, but I've never heard of before. But anyways, uh, Chilla, thank you so much yes, for sir. joining us. Oh, we got events. Thank you for having me. We, we got, got events. There's events. There's, there's so much there's stuff things going on. There's so much stuff are, coming on. Are you cutting this show short? Am I? There's I'm a new. To... There's a new club. I'm trying to stay on time. What? There's a new club. <laughs> He apparently is M- missy do you want to run down the events coming up sure uh we have a podcast boot camp mobile apps for content creation coming up uh this this coming week on the 15th where we're going to be talking about all the stuff that you can do from your mobile device for content creation join us at the the beachview library for that one we also have an awesome evening with PodCamp coming up where we are partnering with our friends at the river's edge radio and it's musicians and social media so we have a panel of musicians and people within the music industry who use social media and we're gonna be talking about how exactly they use it for promotion and and different information getting their stuff out there that's on the 16th and that's going to be at work hard pittsburgh there is a podcast brunch club on the 19th now this is something that's new to us so we're going to go we're going to check it out and essentially it's talking about podcasts with brunch so i I, it looks like there's sort of it's like a book club i think yeah there's like a list of things to listen to to listen to yeah and there's like a topic kind of thing yeah Yeah. so but but still like a really cool kind of concept yeah it's it's, it's something new for us we'll report back to see Mm -hmm. to share our thoughts on it after the fact uh we also have our sorgatron media coffee coming up on the 26th Mm -hmm. mark mark your calendar shilla yes uh, that's going to be at Work Hard Pittsburgh. And we also have the PodCamp Bootcamp Blogging with Squarespace on the 15th of next month. So we, we've got some great events coming up within our network. And we're going to be scouring the internet for, for fun events going around around the city in general. And we'll start adding those into the group. So, of course, if, if you have anything that you want us to have listed, let us know. One that I, I, we were just kind of talking about earlier today, and I finally found an event for it. Um, Alpha, Alpha Lab is having an open coffee this Sun or Friday. Yes, this Friday at um, uh, nine a.m. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend that they're over there in East Liberty, and I think this is at the Alpha Lab, not Alpha Lab Gear. So it's the the one on the top floor. I think. Wait, no, they're on the same floor. They're, yeah, they're on the same floor. But go to Alpha Lab, not Alpha Lab Gear, I believe. So um, there should be several of us there, I believe yeah. as well. So. I, I believe so. All right. Um, so with that, Chilla is at ChillaTech.net. That's where I can be found in Chilla on the Twitter and John's Chilla on the Facebook. And if anyone is interested 
and Krauss, I know you are, so you can definitely chime her in on this one. If anyone is interested in a Star Wars Force Arena guild, um, let me know because we're trying to scrape together wow. some people. I, I haven't even gotten um, into it yet. <clears throat> trying to, scatter, to scrape together some people for, for some of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm actually in a guild for uh, Marvel uh, Champions, so if you're interested in joining a guild for that, let me know on that too. So I'm going to call you out on this one, John. For those of you who doubt the geekiness of our geekiness, <laughs> John Chichilla is the peak, the peak geek over here. He's doing a guild for a mobile game. But when you have, when you only have like four minute clips of time to play, the mobile games for me make the most sense at this point in time. And I, it's I agree. true. I agree. It's true. It's, it's not very often I can sit in front of the TV for even a good 45 minutes to an hour to get some good console gaming in at this point. It's something I look at doing in the future, but it's right now I'm squeezing in gaming on the train whenever I can. So it, it's an easy way to kind of kind of get out there. And I like the games that are kind of you get so many credits and you have to wait for them to recharge. I know a lot of people complain that, you know, you have to, well, if you pay, you can get more. I'm like, I don't want to pay. I want to have that time limited. There's a timeline. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I played the heck out of Immortals and, and Injusti- Injustice and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Mortal Kombat X that way, right? It, it just kind of meters your time and it's great. Um, at Force Arena, I'm finally getting past the download the update screen because I'll be like, oh, I need to try this game that Chilla told me about. Uh, I don't feel like dealing with this. I'm waiting right now. So, uh, all right. Uh, so, anyways, uh, ChillaCheck.net for that. Missy is at Rebellious Flaw on the Twitter. Also, she does bloggy things over at SidekickMediaServices.com and also contributes to the blog over on PodcampPittsburgh.com. I think I do a little more than just that, but. Well, well, those, are, those are good places to start to see what you're you're kind of talking about <laughs> and also there's newsletters for all that stuff too so please yes. sign up for those yes i'm all over the internet we right actually now. we probably don't have a newsletter to sign up over at sidekick even though it's over on the other thing we should yeah. probably do something about that strategizing i'm at sorgatron on the twitter sorgatronmedia.com for a lot of our shows that we're doing around here um that's a good place to start for what's going on around here for me uh and of course please check us out awesomecast.net.com whatever subscribe to the show commit submit to the patreon or at least if you dig the show or some of the stuff we're talking about share the show uh talk with us on the twitters and uh and and please please enjoy thank you so much to our awesome chat rumors they're joining us on the live feed again 7 p.m eastern time live.awesomecast.net whatever technology we're using it will be there uh, sorry, I got a mouse thing in my ear. Um, I got a mouse in my ear. Uh, but <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for our awesome chat room. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.